Hello, and welcome to a very special holiday edition of the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crunwell, here with Paul the Red-Nosed Grosskopf. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Ready to guide your sleigh tonight. Oh, look at that. You were, you were ready with us. See, you're a good, you're a good impact partner. And uh, Ronder Blitzen Kluinski. <laughs> Do you ever hear those two those two reindeer names and you're like it's the same name? I I can't think of it's not like Ronder Ronder or Blitzen. Ronder and Blitzen. <laughs> How you doing, Ron? Hey, hon. Asher Dancer. Donder Blitzen, right? Donder. Donder. Donder and Blitzen, I think. Da- like Donder. Donder. Is it Dander? It's no, not it's Dander. not Dander. Dander. No. <laughs> Blonder and. Okay, Han. I think it's Donder. What are the what are the Rangers' names, Han? Well, there's Dancer and Prancer and yeah. Comet and Cupid. Dasher. Donder and Blitzen. Dasher. <laughs> Dasher, Dancer. Donder. Yeah, it's got to be Donder, right? Donder and Blitzen. It's, I not, think. it's not Donda. It's Rhonda and <laughs> Mit- Mitzi. <laughs> <laughs> Mitzi and Mitzen. <laughs> Mitzi and Mitzen. Well, Ron's going to look that up, and we'll just say that, you know, this is so this is our, our holiday episode. We are recording this the week of Christmas, actually, and we may not be back for, we, it might be like a week and a half, maybe almost two weeks to the next episode because it's holidays and all that kind of stuff, but we wanted to get one in, and we thought it would be thematically fun to go through some of our Christmas memories. So we're going to talk about some video games or other nerdy, geeky types of presents or memories that we have surrounding Christmas or the holidays. Um, So it'll be a pretty pretty low-key episode, but of course we're going to talk about some news and what we've been playing. Ron, what is it? Donner. It's Donner. It's Donner? It's Donner. It's not Donder. Like the Donner party? Yes. Wow. (laughs) He murdered his fellow reindeer, reindeer and ate them. That's the Donner party, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Dahmer party. The Dahmer. <laughs> no, no, don't don't look it up. It's not the <laughs> Dahmer party. That sounds like a bad time. <laughs> so, we're we uh, Ron's coughing. I still have a dry cough, so we <laughs> might be in trouble today. But uh, let's get back. Let's get into our news. So we only have a few new, news items. Uh, the first one that I wanted to touch on is th- I I want to touch on this like. This is one of those things where it's like I probably should cut myself off at some point, but uh, the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion added Paper Mario for the N64 and then Altered Beast, Toe Jam & Earl, Dynamite Heady, Sword of Vermilion, and Thunder Force 2 for the Genesis to the service. And like when I see this stuff, I get so excited and I'm like, yeah, see, like I knew it. They're going to add stuff. They're going to keep up with it. But they're not. You know what I mean? Nintendo has such a bad track record with this. Like, they're going to add this, and then they'll have a couple of other... They'll, like, trickle games out. Um, But I do think that this should be celebrated. Paper Mario is amazing. Um, Paul, did you have you played paper any of the Paper Marios? No, we um we they've always looked this, very right? cool. Yeah, you yeah. you had asked me a while ago and made a very convincing pitch for me to try them, but I I haven't given them a a go yet. Ron, what about you? Have you played any of the Paper Marios? I have not. Okay, they're definitely if you've played Super Mario f- RPG for the SNES. They're in that vein. They were basically kind of indirect sequels to that game. 
So Super Mario RPG is a game that Square developed with Nintendo. It was mostly Square doing the development. Um, so it was ba- basically a Square RPG with Nintendo characters and action combat instead of turn-based. It was still turn-based, but it was like action kind of prompty type of stuff. And so Nintendo and Square kind of had a falling out during the N64 PlayStation era. Really? You don't say? Um, you don't say. The uh, the Nintendo PlayStation was at the center of it. Hmm. But um, Weird. But yeah, they they had a falling out, and, and Square ended up moving on to Sony and making a lot of Sony exclusives. So Nintendo was like, well, we have this this series that we started. Let's continue it. But instead of continuing it as Super Mario RPG 2, they made Paper Mario for the N64. So it's it's very similar to Super Mario RPG. And it's a lot of fun. I, I really love them. They have such great writing. They're very quirky and fun. Um, I've already played it, so I guess I shouldn't be that excited. But, you know, it's exciting for people who have never played it and have a Switch and have the service. So, yeah. What about these Sega Genesis games? Anyone excited for any of these? I mean, Altered Beast, Toe Jam and Earl. Altered Beast, pretty... the, the Genesis version of Altered Beast is like the worst version. Perfect. Compared to the That's like excellent. arcade version. I've never played Toe Jam and Earl. I've heard it's okay. Uh, Dynamite Heady, I remember seeing it. Never played it. I don't know if I know what sort of Vermillion is. It is an RPG by I can't remember the developer. One of the famed like Japanese developers had a stab at an RPG, and I don't remember if it was successful because I wasn't a Genesis kid. And then Thunder but, Force Two, I have no fucking clue what that is. I think it's an arcade port, but that's I think that's about all I know. Oh, it's a um, sort of a millions a Yu Suzuki joint. Oh, okay, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm curious but there's other genesis games that i haven't played yet that i probably will play so i don't know we'll probably cover every time they add them um with the hopes that see nintendo i'm sure they have all these podcasts but they probably just listen to ours oh yeah so i'm sure i'm sure that's why listening to ours that's why you're getting all those press releases from them right i am i don't even <laughs> you know i don't want to bend to pressure so i don't read them but <laughs> but yeah they send me all kinds of free stuff or they can, <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> at prettypixelspodcast at, pretty, at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't care about any of these the, games. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured. But over on the PlayStation side, what you might care about, Ron, is that PlayStation Plus owners who redeemed Final Fantasy VII Remake as a free game for the service in the spring, like you did... And you were mad because you couldn't play the PS. You I, I wouldn't say I, I, I wouldn't say I was mad. I was just like, okay. A lot of people were mad because it seemed kind of dumb. Like it, it's a free upgrade, only if you bought the base game. Here's the base game for free, but not the upgrade. I mean, I get it because they did. Yeah, they did. They kind of re re released it, and you know, added the extra stuff to it. Like I get it, but yeah, at the same time, it's also kind of dumb too. But you know whatever yeah i'm not like well, be, pissed off about it or anything right and you weren't but you weren't even getting like the con- the extra content you're just getting like the graphics upgrade and sound and all that stuff um so it's it did seem a little weird but you can get it for free now and the added content to the integrate part of it with uh the yuffie dlc is 50 percent off i think so okay see i'll, I'll spring for that like that's yeah that's worth it 
yeah so so hop on that if you haven't gotten that yet um and then paul you just added this i thought this was super interesting potentially so hades which came out last year uh became the first video game to win a hugo award the hugo award is a literary award that covers like sci-fi and fantasy is that correct yeah um and that it's the first time a video game has won this prestigious award uh the problem is that it's a one-off so they're not they don't have any plans to make it an annual thing some people as the article pointed out are thinking that maybe it'll be the the start of a trend but i like i've always been a stumper for video games as literature so i think this is really cool what do you guys think yeah, I feel the the same way, and yeah, it's it's a cool cool moment at any rate that it happened. And Hades is awesome, so I'm I'm happy that it it won. But that was yeah, it's it's weird that it's a one off. But I I mean I suspect if they you know it's it's getting like a fair amount of publicity and like you know it 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 allows like the like the Hugo Awards to reach a wider you know, audience potentially, which is a good thing. So I'd be surprised if it remained a one-off and they never sort of picked it up again. Especially since games are getting more sophisticated with their storytelling. And so it's, I think it's always been easy to dismiss video games because a lot of video games haven't had quite as solid narratives because it wasn't usually given emphasis. It's like gameplay, graphics, stuff like that that's usually given um the focus of development time but like storytelling is becoming more and more with the development tools making the development easier it's been easier for them to work really complicated complex mature stories in there so i think that's really cool but i looked at the nominees and i was a little confused uh it was it went up against such games as final fantasy 7 remake which is okay like I, I i can get that one and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, that, was... <laughs> that deep story of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Right. I am all for games as literature. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that game came to mind when I'm thinking of like rich, deep it's, video games. It's probably stories. like, you know, the people are like, okay, we need to do this thing. What what game what what games are your kids playing? Right. The kid really well, likes the Animal Crossing. Yeah. I heard that that's pretty good. Well, and even for like sci-fi fantasy, it's kind of a weird pick. Like it is like fantastic, I guess. Like there are obviously a bunch of fantasy elements in it, like talking animals and <laughs> you know, that yeah. sort of thing. But like also, um, well, and and Tom, Tom Nook is like one of in, in this case like a, a villain of almost like fantastic monstrous proportions you know so <laughs> that that makes sense to me. But like yeah, no, it, that was a very weird pick. Like. And I mean, the, some of the other ones made sense, like Last of Us Part Two. Like, sure, like okay, but like, and especially going with what you're saying, Joey, like a very story-driven, you know, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, the the nominee the nominees are kind of weird. Um, do, you, do you think that but, because they included something like that, does that like kind of diminish the whole thing if you think about it? The fact that that was that was on the list to begin with as a nominee. I don't know. I'd have to look into what their criteria uh, criteria are. Criteria, yeah, criteria are, um, because if they're in, if they're including emergent narratives, then like I think all all bets are off because then it's basically the narrative that you that the player spins based on like the environment and the tools that the that the game makers give you, um, and in that case, 
you know, I think that Animal Crossing and like Stardew Valley and stuff, they give you lots of stuff to make your own narrative. And but see, I wouldn't put Stardew Valley it. in that though, because Stardew Valley actually has like a story. It does have line. its own story, yeah. Whereas true. like and more fantasy. This, this would yeah. be Features. this would be more like saying uh something like I don't know, almost Fortnite going in there. It does have a storyline, but it's not like it's a you know finite storyline. It's kind of they're right. making it up as they go along, sort of thing, which is kind of right. Animal Crossing is more just like canned responses in a way right. rather than like an, a deep, you know, interesting, I shouldn't say not interesting, but a deep riveting storyline, plot line, whatever, you know, it's not like you, it's not like you progress in it, I guess. You know what I mean? Well, and it makes me, it makes me think too that like, it might just be an issue of like, it's their first year doing it and like only having one category for all games that vaguely fall into the realm of sci-fi and fantasy this may be a little weird so like maybe multiple like categories if they're committed to doing something like that would would be helpful um or a more transparent process of of how nominees are being selected um but I, I mean, I think it's cool, and I, unlike the the video game awards, I have respect for <laughs> the, the Hugo Awards. So yeah. I, so I now until I like you found that. out there's some like weird like grading scandal, and then they're going to be like exposed <laughs> for like inflating the market of used games. Well, I did see. I was looking up sort of the history of like Hugo Hugo Awards and video games and other media because from what I was reading. They do often have kind of weird, quirky one-offs here and there. Um, it'll be like best... I can't remember the... I'm just making some stuff up to fill in because I don't remember the exact things, but it'll be like best podcast or something or um, best short YouTube series or something like that. And as a way to sort of test things and kind of, like you said, Paul, to expand the audience. Um, but I, I was looking it up and doing like a a timed Google search and I found an article from I think 2018 a, a post from the Hugo Awards website that was basically saying we don't cover video games but we want to change that if you think you would be qualified to help us choose please write to us kind of thing so in between 2018 and now I'm assuming that process happened and it's like who knows who they got you know what I mean but like because because the Hugo Awards obviously is just a name. It's an it's right. it's just a group of people. So like, if they got quote unquote outsiders, people who don't normally choose, they're probably just trusting them and being like, "All right, Animal Crossing, cool." Right. You know. Well, I would love to see though too. Like, I could picture this, and with something like Hades winning, you know, like not that Hades is like a super tiny game, but like. It opens the door to, like, the same way that the Hugo Awards have historically, like, kind of helped a lot of up-and-coming, like, sci-fi and fantasy writers, and, like, they've done, like, big anthologies of, like, a bunch of these new and upcoming writers. Like, if this could be a venue for, like, like smaller teams, like, indie games, like, um, to sort of, A, get, like, some, some attention, but also maybe, like, you know, they could start, like, I don't know, promoting your like playing a part in like releasing things or like doing that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know. It could be really cool, but yeah, like a venue like that with like less 
sort of money and bullshit involved as opposed to something like E3 or something, you know, yeah. like that would be very, very awesome. Yeah, I, I feel like I, like I want there to be a DICE Awards for the public because the DICE Awards are probably the closest thing that we have to like a prestige video game awards because it's developers giving developers awards. Um, but I think there would I would want there to be like a healthy mix of developers and critics um, mm-hmm. because I think those two people are obviously going to judge those works very differently. And I feel like the game awards, not only is it unclear how they judge things, but I still just don't even trust if i like again i don't know who's judging i don't know what their criteria are i don't know if it's just like send it out to whoever is a somewhat known entity i don't know but, well if you're interested the uh the 2022 uh 80th world science fiction convention uh world con as they call it will take place in chicago uh in september 1st through 5th of 2022 Shycon 8. Hmm. Hmm. So you can go pick at it if they don't have video games there. <laughs> I'm going to write to them and say, I'm a video games scholar. I'm a, I'm a video need... games. And they're going to be like, okay, what do you nominate? And I'm like, Resident Evil Village is <laughs> probably the highest form of the medium. No. Ethan Winters. No, uh, okay. So, <laughs> so let's get to what we've been playing. I know it is the holidays, so we've been probably doing stuff and maybe not had as much time for gaming. But, Paul, what have you been dabbling with? Yeah, so I have been dabbling because, yeah, it's a, a pretty crazy time of year and a lot of irons are in the fire. But I've been playing demon souls as i have been which has been great i just unlocked the coolest weapon in the whole game it's called the uh, dragon bone smasher it is it's referred to as a sword but it's literally like a 12 foot long slab of granite with like a handle attached to it and it is incredible it does like 8 million points of damage and like when you hit enemies they go flying it's amazing but it's slow as fuck, which I've been getting used to, which um, is not great because I usually like to roll into people and then, yeah, it's, so that, that's been an adjustment. But also there are a lot of really tight corridors in Demon's Souls. So when you have something that long, you're constantly like hitting the wall and like it's, it, you have to like kind of lure enemies into more convenient sort of areas to fight them. So I've been doing a lot of like come into this hallway you know like trying to get their attention um but that that's been fabulous and has been a very good time i have also been dabbling a little bit in halo infinite just playing some some matches every couple of days which has been fun and then i popped in i didn't really play a ton like i just did like maybe like two levels but i popped into back for blood since they did the december update and it's it's very fun there are christmas lights all over fort hope and you know they they added some fun holiday stuff and it feels good like a very early um sort of uh experience with it but i like a lot of the the changes they made with the cards they added solo progression now right they did yeah and how is that is that what you tried yeah it was good the bots are really like helpful oh Um, i didn't do you're lying no seriously (laughs) you know what they did funnily enough they were not um their weapons weren't upgrading as yours were and they weren't buying upgrades 
Um, but now suddenly their weapons are upgrading alongside you, and they're actually like oh, so they're actually and... they're actually getting <laughs> yeah. okay. That's good. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're actually helping, and um, they they totally randomize it now. So now it's not just like Evangelo. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the big part. Evangelo is no longer like a guaranteed member of your party, and that has saved my life on so many. Well, not so many, but two occasions yeah yeah so yeah it's it's been fun um i'll definitely have to play it a bit more i did not get a chance to play with bots on some of the more like demanding cooperative missions so like the the boat for example where you're taking the like the bombs back into the, the yeah. bottom of the ship i haven't tried that out yet so i'll see i guess how how the bots perform in, in levels like that. But yeah, no, overall I, I like it so far. It's, would, it's maybe early to say whether it's totally addressing our issues. I would assume that they probably beefed up that intelligence a bit for that because you can't take one bomb in at a time. Cause once you set one, the timer starts. So they both have to be in, like you and another member have to be in there with both bombs. So, Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's, well, that and I was thinking like the briefcase level too. Like, are they gonna hold the briefcase the whole time? Like when you're taking it to the yeah. like record shop or whatever, are they gonna put it down to like fight if they start to get overwhelmed or, you know, how yeah how they how they respond when they have to make some of those more complicated choices? I don't I don't know, but yeah, my hope is well. It'd be great if like for example on the the ship one like if two of the bots just went over and took care of it real quick and you could just hang out and like wait for them to do that what about what about the house one though where you're in uh you have to run out all the the crates to the truck well that'll be interesting because i can say that when when we played it before this most recent patch they did absolutely nothing like they killed um ridden but they didn't they weren't looking for cases they weren't like getting them out so i uh yeah i don't know um apparently one of the patch notes mentioned that they were going out of their way to make the cases on that level more visible and Mm. i would hope like maybe even through walls which would be super convenient but (laughs) that's always the bane of our existence is that last crate where we just can't find it we just keep running over the same places over and over again and it'll be like in a closet upstairs or something i i think that they should leave evangelo like as he is i think they should make it to where he doesn't upgrade his weapons he's not very useful <laughs> because i sort of love to, to love you've grown to love yeah i i do he's he's so dumb but he's but he's evangelo you know what i mean like don't don't change evangelo he shouldn't be useful he's never been useful so he's just a himbo that's it he's just a himbo yeah well if anything i think they should just um change him so that instead of fighting ridden he just plays the saxophone the entire time you're you're going through the level (laughs) are we talking like uh lost boys style like saxophone Uh, yes absolutely oh what a reference oh what a what a magical time where I mean I think we still live in this time at least in my thinking but like where playing the sac- the saxophone was like the sexiest possible thing you could do. That's Joey's favorite oh. instrument if you didn't know. I don't yeah I don't care for the saxophone. I'm not a big not a big saxophone or harmonica fan. But, um, but I did have a dream the other Joey, night. Joey's totally not a fan of honking. That I played the trumpet. 
um, because my niece, so my mom is staying with me for the holidays and then my sister and her kids came out to spend a couple nights with us and my niece is in band and she's in beginner's band. They just started and they had like three weeks to practice for their first, for their like first concert or whatever. And they showed me this video and I, I expected it to be bad, but like, holy shit, I was an orchestra in high school and yeah, we were pretty bad, but like when they started playing, it was so hard for us not to just laugh because there were just horns blurting in like random space. Like, it's like, like, why were you doing that? And so then I had a dream that my high school music teacher, Mr. Huff, even though I was an orchestra, recruited me back to high school to play trumpet because they were going to cover a bunch of Star Wars songs. And he's like, there's no one that can match the tempo like you. You know these tempos backwards and forward. It was the it was the stupidest dream because then at first I doubted myself and then I was like, no, I got this. I'll learn it. I can do it. <laughs> and then Taylor Swift texted me and was like, hey, are we going to hang out and eat pizza and watch Hold Friends? Hold on, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Repeat that again. <laughs> Taylor Swift, who was my colleague in the dream, okay, we had, we had right. worked together. Just wanted to make she sure. texted me and she's like, I want to hang out and get pizza and watch Friends. And I was like... You know, I I live in this little dorm room in a high school for some reason. I have no idea why. <laughs> Not a lot of room for like you and your entourage. And she's like, "No, it's just gonna be us." And I was like, <gasps> and so we went back to my room, and I was kind of embarrassed because I had all these Taylor Swift CDs, and I'm like, "Oh God!" And like she knew, you know what I mean? But um, that was where the dream ended. So I don't oh, know if no. we ever got better. We became better friends, or. I was, you know, the next in line of the the many, many guys she's been with. Um, not well, slut shaming her, by the way. Well, here's my question: um, Do you get rid of like all of your Taylor Swift merch, or just like some of it? Because you want her to think you're a fan still, like you appreciate her music. Yeah, but you don't want to have so much that she goes, "Oh, he yeah. like really." Did you leave the cardboard standee out or no? I would, I would, I would put that away. I'd put my hoodie away. My my era, my my Taylor Swift era hoodie. I would put the vinyls away. I would I would keep like half of her CDs out. Well, only the ones that are re-released, of course, not yes. the old big machine ones. Mm-hmm. And I would like mix them in with like, you know, James Taylor and like Joni Mitchell. So I'm like, oh yeah, you're up there with those people. I just, <laughs> oh, on the nice. playlist, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now, do you take your life size Lady D um, stand up from GameStop out of your tiny dorm room or? <laughs> do you think that sets the mood? <laughs> Step into my castle. It sets the mood, but not for what I would want. So, anyway, <laughs> video She's games. Like, oh. Back for blood. <laughs> <laughs> because we, wait, hold on. <laughs> Shit, I'm trying to think of how to how the fucking song goes. She has a song called um, "Bad Blood," so I was gonna try to. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I don't remember how that even transitioned to. <laughs> Ron, what have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas still. Um, I finally. Uh, so those games were supposed to have uh, 5.1 surround sound support. And. I couldn't get it to work in three or vice city. And I'm like, I'm looking up things. I'm like, is someone else having problems with these? And 
like I checked my sound bar and everything's like, like all the speakers are working and I was getting it to work for some other stuff. I'm like, I'm assuming it's probably just one of the things that's busted in this game that, you know, whatever. And so I played the first two games like to completion. And then what, two days ago, I was just messing around with my surround sound. I'm like, I, there's gotta be something. Cause I know the cats were like walking over it and maybe they like reset. It. I'm like, I'm going to check it again. So I like go and I basically like resync my subwoofer, which has the rear two speakers uh, on a satellite. Um, they're uh, wirelessly connected. And as soon as I did that, all of a sudden I got surround sound. I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess the fucking subwoofer was like fucked up and now it's all working. Now it sounds great. I got the sounds coming from behind me and all that stuff. Um, the game's still good. The game's really good. Plays really well. Um, sound effects are not that great in it though. Like the gun sounds are just like, it's the same pop, 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 pop every single fucking time. And it seems like it's mixed louder than everything else for some reason. Uh, so it gets kind of annoying. I got to keep turning the volume up and down, but yeah, I'm still cranking along on that. Um, I did try the um, Matrix uh, Unreal tech demo thing, whatever they call it. Ooh, I'm interested in this. I downloaded um, it, but I haven't tried it yet. So it's it's literally just kind of a tech demo. It's, there's no there's no game to it, really. Like, they kind of give you, like, a little thing to do in the beginning uh, where you're actually, like, gaming, I guess. Um, but mostly it's you just kind of running around an open world of... New York City, I think, or whatever version of New York City that is. Um, it's really fucking impressive. They give you, like, um, options to, like, up the density of cars or lower the density of cars. So, like, you know, you can have empty streets or, like, full-on regular traffic. Same thing with pedestrians and stuff like that, all on the fly. Changing, like, lighting and all that stuff, time of day. Looks fucking fantastic. Like, it's impressive. When is a- it available on? So it's... PS5, PS5, Xbox, PC. PC oh. Um it just the next gen consoles though, or I think it's just next gen stuff, yeah. I, I can't yeah. see this running on older hardware. Uh it takes a lot of advantage. Better on Switch. Yes. <laughs> better on Switch. <laughs> um No, it's like super it's super fucking impressive. Uh they're they're not good at making uh driving games. Mm. Uh so the driving feels kind of weird. But like visually like it's it's impre- like it kind of it's kind of like this is how open world games should look and play and feel like it feels like a real lived in city more so than like most other games and just, like i said just like looks really impressive um it's free give it a try can you fly mm-hmm. or is it just so driving and walking you can fly in the sense that like you can like go from point to point sort of thing so it's like all you're like leaving your body and becoming just a flying camera going through the air okay and you can then drop down at at certain points and stuff like that um there's little markers around the city where you can like they'll give like little like facts and stuff like that about the the building stuff like you could change the textures to like be like they're like almost like polygon like rendering um algorithms and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like i said it's just it's just it's really technically impressive um looks really sweet makes me excited am- for an actual like matrix game or just some sort of game to, open world game to like utilize this technology i on one of the podcasts i was listening to they were talking about how like they were they flew up or something and they looked inside of a an office building window on some random floor and there was like 
the inside of the office building of this random building was rendered like there was a but i i was i was i if i could follow up i would ask was it actually fully rendered they said something about like there's an algorithm that actually will generate things like interior design and stuff like that but i'm like is it a full room or is it I think it's more so it's like it's like bump mapped stuff so where it's like okay. it gives the illusion of a fully 3D rendered right. room it's not it is not a fully 3D rendered but I mean like That's what I was thinking yeah passing by it like it looks it looks pretty good mm. um it's got a really good photo mode um that looks really good you can kind of mess with like the aperture and field of view and um stuff like that so yeah it's it's Damn. it's pretty it's pretty neat uh, I would say at least check it out. It's free. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I, you know, downloaded it. And I think that's on my list to check out pretty soon. Um, I've been playing a lot of Halo. I finished Halo 4. Last time on the podcast, I said I was near the end. I was. So I finished that and I blazed through Halo 5 because I started it before my mom got here. And then she got here and then she left yesterday to go stay with my uh, niece for a few days or a couple days and so I was like this is my chance so I jumped in on Halo <laughs> 5 and just like burned through it and I know a lot of I've heard a lot of Halo fans don't like Halo 5 it's kind of the the black sheep of the series from my understanding and I can see why on one hand because if you're a big Halo fan then Halo 5 is quite a departure Halo 4 picks up after Halo 3 and it's very much the story of Master Chief and Cortana and they're following along with the storyline of, you know, the the forerunners and it, it's kind of a weird, you know, I don't want to say convoluted, but it's a little bit of a hazy kind of loose sci-fi plot. Um, but then in, in Halo 5, suddenly you jump into two parallel storylines. One is a a team of Spartans that's looking for Master Chief and then the other one is Master Chief leading a different team of Spartans and a lot of it gets thrown like Master Chief is not the center of the story anymore um Cortana is not the same Cortana that she was so I can see if you were a big Halo fan being disappointed by it for me as a passive Halo fan that fell off after Halo 3 and is just playing back Halo 4 and 5 back to back you know well, well after the fact I thought Halo 5 was great. Like, the presentation was amazing. The graphics were incredible. A lot of the gameplay features that I was talking about in Halo Infinite that I liked originated in Halo 5. They moved to a more contemporary shooter control scheme um, because I was jumping from Halo 4 to Halo Infinite and it was breaking my brain because Halo 4 <laughs> was, like, using some old-school console shooter controls and some new-school ones. Um, Halo 5 is, is it does the vaulting thing that we were talking about that I was like, yeah, mm. Halo 5 introduced vaulting. No, no, no. Halo 5 did. Um, and there's a lot of star power. Uh, oh, Nathan Fillion, isn't it? Oh, like yeah. He's one of the Spartans. I'm mm. like, what the fuck? Yeah. So is the dude that plays, uh, oh, God, um, Luke Cage on oh. the Netflix show. He's one of the Spartans. Um, and there's a couple of other celebrities in there. And it just feels bigger in scope, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Again, I can totally see why Halo fans would have been disappointed by it. It definitely feels different than the previous Halo games, 
but I had a lot of fun with it. So I am glad to be done with it, though. So now I can start the Halo uh, Halo Infinite campaign, which I started. I was like, I'm going to do that before the podcast. I have a couple of hours. I'll start it. And I went into it and it was like, number one, it was like all members of your fire team need to have privilege to access this mode. And I was like, what? And so I went and looked and I'm the only one in the fire team. And I'm like, there's no way to leave the fire (laughs) team, which we've had problems with before. Like Mm -hmm. that part is confusing, like how you get in and out of fire teams other than like inviting someone. Um, But no one's there. I'm the only member of the fire team. So what the fuck? Uh, and so then I finally find where to start the campaign and it's like, well, you need to download it. And I'm like, what the fuck did I download <laughs> when I popped the disc in on day one and you said you need a gigantic update? How is that not the campaign? I had you already just downloaded No, you the just game. downloaded the update. That's all. You, you just download the patch file. You still well, got to install the game. I guess the, it said game installed, but campaign wasn't installed. So as the campaign is different than the game i guess and the i game. thought xbox was supposed to have this like better download yeah. service than playstation <laughs> was, but th- that doesn't sound good at all and it was super slow usually xbox downloads things like super fast compared to playstation um but it was it was only like 20 gigs and i was like that's not bad it's like two hours oh jeez. Like, yeah. the campaign yeah. took forever for me to download i was yeah. shocked by that <laughs> probably because everyone was downloading it at the same exact time not me not you no you're just um bad I'm just bad. <laughs> oh, I do it. Oh. I can't remember if I mentioned or not, but I I found out I got a I'm I can get a three month uh, PC Game Pass subscription through my YouTube Premium. Uh, I ended up taking. Mm-hmm. A, uh, I was gonna sign up for it. I'm waiting until the end of the month because uh, I got till the end of the month. Um, but there's a lot of games on there uh, on the yeah. PC. Uh, Flight Simulator is one of them. So now I actually get to try Flight Simulator. Yeah, do it. So. Uh, I don't know, like I showed Joey. Uh, Mist is on there, his favorite game. All time. <laughs> Get the PC version of that. No, I don't think a- Paul knows about my loathing of Mist. Do you? I yeah, I've actually you talked about it in okay. previous episodes. I think yeah, I think we've talked about how <laughs> awesome it is. Um, <laughs> right up there with all the Jonathan Blow games. Mm, um, is, is, is Mist better on Switch, Ron? What do you say? <laughs> uh, Mist is better. Mist. M I S S. Oh, I get it. I get it, Joey. That's what, good. Okay. Before anyone comes at me, our six listeners, um, I don't hate the game from like a historical perspective. I can understand why it was important. But at the time, just I don't because think I've ever t- told just this. Just because it's important doesn't make it good. I was so angry because they came out with it for the play, for the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, and it was like four discs or five discs or something. Oh, my God. And I picked it up at the store, and I looked at, at the graphics, and I'm like, these are like realistic graphics. Holy shit, this game looks so amazing. And I'm thinking it's going to... And it's, on the back, it talks about like, explore this island, mystery, puzzles. And I'm like, oh, amazing. And then I get home, and I pop the discs in, and it's like a point-and-click adventure adventure game, right? game yeah you're just looking at a still picture and that picture does look good but there's virtually no movement and then you just click on something and then it goes to another still picture and look I'm like, for the shiny oh things my god <laughs> i was so angry did you buy but, it or um, rent it i rented it okay i don't know if i have it I'm, i might have bought it later as like a joke or something no you but. never no you never got it because otherwise you said you would play it if you had it and that's why i was gonna i i could have swore i bought it for you on steam at one point 
Unless you you did, and I deleted it and asked Steam to take it out of my library <laughs> and erase off. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just have to buy it for you again when it goes on sale. Nope. <laughs> um, I've also been playing more Metroid Samus Returns. I'm probably like, if I had to guess, maybe like 20% through it. Um, and I still am loving it. I... You know, again, it's very intuitive. I'm seeing a lot of, speaking of, like, the jump from Halo 5 to Halo Infinite, I'm seeing a lot of that, like, the shared game design from Samus Returns to Metroid Dread. It's the same developer. So I'm seeing a lot of, like, the counter system and the way that the levels are designed with, you know, using things like lighting or platforms. I I don't know how how to say it, but, like, guiding you to the to where they want you to go it's a little rougher in this one but i again i've been having a lot of fun and then a lot of jackbox party pack with my family they um Mm. we've never played that before we we've played um that's you that's been a fairly big hit with the family but uh, i decided to try jackbox with them and they they really love it so we've been playing a lot of that that's awesome nice Uh, Metroid related I saw a bananas video clip of I think David Jaffe complaining about Metroid Dread really (laughs) that was yeah it was very strange he had like this big beard and he was like this is Bush League game design and he was like screaming (laughs) about it and I hadn't I don't know I I I I haven't maybe checked in on him in a while but I was was kind of shocked Jeff Jaffe's become a very grumpy old gaming man uh i've been i i had done follow him on twitter just because i was like reading some of his stuff I'm like you're not you're not cool anymore dude like give yeah. it up like yeah. well that was my the, the impression i got it was very like old man yells at cloud about like these damn kids and their metroid dread <laughs> yeah and i was like what <laughs> why why are you so angry about this <laughs> well i think he seems like Jonathan Blow to be very entitled. Like they accomplished something no matter what level that was at, and they seem to be riding off of that ever since. I, I listened to an old one up podcast because it always echoes in my head when people talk about Jonathan Blow, and I'll see some dumb tweet of his where, like, recently he said something where it's like, I think all games are poorly designed or something, or something like that. Um, I decided, I'm like, you know what, I need to go back and listen to this one up FM episode from way back in the day when Braid had like just come out and it was kind of a you know a buzzy indie game at the time and one of the things that I remember him saying was that Nintendo games were poorly designed and so I, and I was like what the fuck and that was my first indication that Jonathan Blow was kind of a kind of a pretentious ass and sure enough I go back and listen to it and he he makes some joke about how Nintendo doesn't take a lot of time on their games Nintendo doesn't take much time what? design yeah um and he pointed to wii sports as the example oh like, yeah oh, so sloppy yeah, and rough rough around the edges and, and what he took like eight years and gave us the witness yeah that, so that glorious line puzzle game um but anyways enough missed two blowback. if you will. let's have a section called blowback <laughs> yes en- enough video game scrooges for our <laughs> christmas episode <laughs> yeah that's true yeah we had to have a scrooge and a grinch in there and we have jaffe and blow so um with that let's get into our <laughs> holiday memories insert nintendo 64 sound nintendo 64. here <laughs> 
That's where this comes um, in, right there. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 yeah, legitimately, I'm going to add them there. Um, we're referring to the famous uh, Nintendo 64 YouTube clip from, was it 2006, I think it said, right? Well, that's when the clip was uploaded, but yeah, whatever that but is. it was, yeah, yeah, probably 1996, 1997 or something when it was recorded, but um, it's of these two kids, a brother and her sis- a brother and a sister getting a Nintendo 64 for Christmas, and the boy, the brother, opens it and just loses his shit. He starts screaming, like screeching in that, like nine-year-old screech that kids do and is like Nintendo 64 and the sister seems to be very much like yeah like feeding off of his energy and maybe not so sure why she's excited I'm not sure but she's like yeah Nintendo Nintendo and then he starts doing like this <laughs> fist pump it's glorious 1998 so was when the video was originally recorded it okay, was so first submitted to YouTube in March on March twenty sixth, two thousand and five. Oh, okay. So that's so not the original video, the one that you posted. And that's ha- the one that I posted has twenty five million views. So, damn. Um. All right. Well, let's let's talk about our own Nintendo sixty four moment, shall we? So, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I feel like for many people that I've heard, many gamers, you grow up in a family where your parents either don't have a lot of money or they don't take games seriously. So you don't have a lot of, you're not, unless you're, you're coming from one of those families that has a lot of money and that just lets you buy whatever you want, getting a game or a system or anything like that is like a big deal. And you sometimes have to wait for your birthday or Christmas to get those games or to get those systems. And you hope and pray that you're going to get the game or the system that you want and when you do, it's a big deal. If you don't, it's heartbreaking, of course. Um, but I wanted to just go over some of our stories with with regards to that stuff. So anyone wanna anyone wanna jump in and have a particularly fun? It, it doesn't have to be fun necessarily. It could be <laughs> the most heartbreaking, sad, heartbreaking video game. Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, a Charlie Brown video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was. There's another video um, that's the opposite of this, where. This kid gets an Xbox three. His family gets a, he wanted an Xbox 360 so so badly, and his family got an Xbox 360 box and put a bunch of clothes in it, and then oh. wrapped it and he opened it and he's his face. You can tell he wasn't expecting it. He was so like he was like glowing, but sort of shocked. The opposite energy of like the other kid, where he's like just sort of stunned. And they're like, open it, and he opens it, and there's just clothes inside, and they all start laughing. And this kid, you can tell, he's so heartbroken, and tears just start (laughs) silently streaming down his face, and he looks so hurt, and they're all just laughing and recording. In the comments, the brother, his brother said something like, don't worry, we gave it to him, we bought it, and like, you know, it was a prank, blah, blah, blah. But man, that, that, so if anyone has any... Those stories. Feel no, free to I don't have any of those. I got I, okay. I got one. So, okay. uh, well, let's. So, actually, let me start with the first one first. Uh, so, I. It's not so much like I. So I don't have that many that I can like recall uh, as far Same. as like Christmas memories. Um, there's only two that really stick out for me, and one is when I got my Super Nintendo. Um, I got it launch year and 
my parents had been pretty good about like getting us video game consoles. So we had an Atari 2600. Uh, we had an NES pretty early on. Um, and then like, you know, the Super Nintendo was coming out and all that stuff. I'm like, I, you know, I really want this, really want this. And we're like, okay, we'll see if we can get it or what, you know, whatever. And then, um, yeah, I ended up getting it that Christmas. And I remember getting back because we had just moved into our new house at the time and I set it up on the TV downstairs and that's where we were sleeping too because none of the rooms were set up so the TV's in the basement my brother fell asleep and I'm just I stayed up till like I don't know so we used to do we used to do Christmas gifts at my grandma's house on Christmas Eve uh, and that's when I got it and I, we went home set it up and I probably played it until about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning after getting wow. home from my wow. grandma's house at like a little after midnight. So Santa's waiting up on the roof to come down and put presents. <laughs> Just fucking pissed. I, someone, you need to fucking sleep, kid. I got pretty far into I can't I got I got into I can't remember what first what the world is or which level it is, but I got into the it was Super Mario World. I got into the like level where you first see the the angry caterpillars. Uh, mm. That was like as far as I remember getting that first night, which is decently far into that game. Uh, yeah, I played the shit out of that that first night, and then continued to play the shit out of it. Uh, still never hundred percented it because I can't get past mm. that one fucking Star World where you got to use the balloons, where you got to like you basically like pee wing your way through the whole thing. I can never get the timing right on it, so I've never never hundred percented it. Sadly. So did you get any games or anything? So that was Christmas Eve, uh, like Christmas Day. Did no, you get anything else? No, I didn't. Else? No, that was that, yeah. was that was it. I think I rented a, a handful of games like the next week or whatever. Um but no, there, I just wanted I just wanted the system. And I mean, I got Super Mario World, like what else do you need with the Super Nintendo, Joey? Come on. That's Espe- true. especially I mean, especially at, at that time there were like what I mean, what what is the what was the NES launch lineup? Or SNES launch lineup looking like. Um, probably not. Yeah, probably pretty sparse. I mean, and I think that's why launch games are so important because a lot of people get the system with the launch game and that's all they can afford, especially kids, you know, because parents will be like, you want me to spend how much on this? And then you also want me to buy games for you. So a lot of times in my experience, when you went over to a friend's house that was lucky enough to have a, a new system, you were playing the launch game, and so if it was impressive, like Super Mario World or Mario 64 or whatever, then yeah, you were like, fuck yeah, I want this system. So yeah, it, it was enough. It, it seems like a joke now, but yeah, I think it, it looks was. like the launch lineup was Super Mario World, SimCity, Pilot Wings, Gradius 3, and F Zero. SimCity was Sim a City. launch. SimCity was a launch wow. Super Nintendo game. That seems bizarre. I think I rented Pilot Wings. I might have rented Sim City. I can't remember. I know I definitely rented Pilot Wings a handful of times. Uh, never bought it though. I think hmm. I. I think I own it now, as an adult. Uh, I don't think I ever bought it when I was a child though. I loved Pilot Wings sixty four, which actually is a good segue into to my big story. I only have one big story, um, because my family. Uh, my birthday falls in it's in mid-November and so a lot of new consoles come out 
in mid-November, like right before Black mm -hmm. Friday. And so if I was going to get a system, usually I would try to negotiate like, can I get the system for my birthday? And then you don't have to get me anything for Christmas. I do that whole like <laughs> thing. Um, or like, you doesn't matter. You can. Um, <laughs> but secretly, of course, what I wanted was to get the system for my birthday and then a game or two for Christmas. And so most of my stories about getting video games or or consoles were for my birthday. But in 1996, I'd gotten the N64 at launch, which was in late September because I was like, again, I was like, my birthday's in November. This will be my birthday present. I please, I don't want anything else. <laughs> I wanted the Nintendo 64 so bad, more than this kid. I would have knocked this kid <laughs> halfway across the state to get that N64. I wanted it so badly at the time because I was going to Toys R Us and playing Mario 64 and the kiosks, and it was so fucking magical. Um, and so, and I was convinced, and this is a... I don't know if neuroses is the right word, but this is a, an anxiety thing that I have to this day. I was convinced that if I don't get a pre-order in and I don't get it on day one, I'm never going to get it. Like, I'm just never going to get it. Um, and so I was like, I have to get, I have to get the pre-order. We have to pre-order it from Toys R Us. So we pre-ordered the N64 for my birthday in September early, and I got it. And so then, of course, like I said, I was like, you know, now there's three months almost until Christmas. Like, surely that's enough time for them to get me a game or two and for at launch the or between launch and christmas the n64 only had eight games out oh. <laughs> um <laughs> and pilot wings was one of them i don't remember all of them i think it was mario 64 pilot wings um cruising usa wave race 64 Empire, uh, Shadows of, wait, what was it called? Shadows of the Empire, Empire Star Wars, yeah. um, Wayne Gretzky's Hockey 3D, and I don't remember what the other one was, but, um, very, were those, were those actual, were those actual launch titles or would those come out launch window? Launch window between launch yeah, I was and gonna, Christmas. Cause I was looking at like original launch games. It's literally just 64, uh, Mario 64 and Palawing 64. Those yeah, are the only two launch it. day of games. Yeah. Um, great lineup. I mean, yeah. solid couple, couple of bangers, <laughs> Literally, but <couple>. yeah, <laughs> but, um, but I, I had rented like you Ron. like my family was more of like a rental kind of family. So I had rented Wayne Gretzky's hockey and I loved it. It was so much fun. Uh, and I actually called into a new station. This is a dumb story, side story here, but <laughs> shortly after I got it, um, I was renting Wingretzi's hockey and I, I would go to like Toys R Us and, you know, look at the games and stuff. And before I went to school, I would watch a, a new show called Fox Thing in the Morning with Bob, with Bob Surratt. and Marianne. Bob yep, Surratt and Marianne. Bob and Marianne, yeah. Marianne Childers, was it? I think so, yeah. yeah. But they got married eventually, so oh, Bob yeah. and Marianne hmm. Surratt. But anyways, um, I would watch this morning show and one, one morning they were like, oh, this, because uh, they were very like, old and not with it and so they're like oh this new console coming out the nintendo 64 have you heard of this uh and they're like well you know if you know anything about it like where to buy it where to get games what games are good call in and on just a fucking fluke i was like i have time before the bus gets here i guess i'll call in i called in and they fucking answered and they're like do you know where to get games and stuff and i was like yeah 
And they're like, okay, (laughs) hold on. We'll put you on hold. So they put me on hold and I'm like, am I going to be on the news? And it comes on and they're like, he's like, oh, hey, this is, this is Bob Surratt from Fox thing in the morning. And my TV is on in the other room and they're like, oh, we're hearing some feedback. Can you turn the TV on? I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. So I'm like, sure. So I run in there and turn the TV off. And he's like, so where, um, where do you, where do you buy this, uh, Nintendo 64? And I was like, well, you can get it at Toys R Us and... Uh, Wayne Gretzky hockey is really good. Um, and then my friend hears me, and so he's calling me, and and so the guy's like, uh, "I think your friend's calling you there." And I'm like, God, "It was so fucking embarrassing, stupid fucking Matthew. Why are you calling? If you hear me on the news, you know I'm on the phone." So I I tell them that, and he's like, "All right, well, thanks for calling." So I hang up, and like the t- I run into the other room because I'm like, see if you see if they say anything. And he looks at Marianne and he's like, that kid doesn't sound like he plays video games. (laughs) (laughs) And how right they were. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I wanted Wayne Gretzky Hockey or Star Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. That didn't come out until December. And so I hadn't played that one. But the pictures in the magazines were amazing. And so this was, again, early in 3D gaming, like 3D hockey 3d star wars everything 3d was just so novel and cool and exhilarating at the time like real 3d too not just like you know like the faux like parallax moving like nba jam style 3d like full 3d world environment stuff yeah super exciting and i loved mario 64 but after a couple months you know i got all the stars what else am i going to do so those are the two games that i wanted but I was like, I'll settle for one of them. And I was doing that thing that kids do where you start going through like, which one do I want more? Like if I could have one, you know, well, it would be Shadows of the Empire because I haven't played that yet. But I know that I like Wayne Gretzky. So if I get Shadows of the Empire, I'd be excited. And I'm like going through all these like, you know, machinations in my head. Um, and so then at that point in time, my parents had stopped doing the thing where they like sneak down in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve and like put all the presents out to pretend like Santa delivered them. They just put stuff under the tree like around Christmas time, like when they did the shopping and there was only one box that was shaped like a video game. And so then I'm like, okay, well it's probably one of those then, right? Like, and I would be happy with either one. I played a bunch of Wayne Gretzky, but it is a lot of fun. It would be nice to have it. And if it's Shadow of the Empire, of course, I love, you know, the, I, you know, played the opening level, the Hoth level in Toys R Us again, and it's amazing. So, like, that would be awesome. I would be excited to get either one. And so then Christmas Day comes, and I don't know, like, if you guys, I, I feel like I've heard that this is, like, a thing, but, like, my parents would appoint to Santa. Like, who, who wants to play Santa? And, like, that person would hand out the gifts. So my sister was playing Santa that year, and... So she's handing gifts out and I like to go in order from like least to most exciting, like the stuff that I'm like most excited about. I want to open last so that I'm not like the Nintendo 64 kid in that YouTube video where (laughs) he opens the Nintendo 64 and then he's so jazzed about that that he can't focus on the next gift that he's opening. Oh, sweet. It's a race car. Roll control. Race Nintendo 64. <laughs> touching the box. Like Nintendo. Um, but you're at the mercy of Santa, right? Like whatever Santa hands you. So my sister handed me the game and I was a little bit nervous and I'm like, oh God, which one is it going to be? And so I tear the, the wrapper or tear the wrapping paper across the front and I see a very familiar red, yellow and black logo 
for Jurassic Park. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I tear the rest of the stuff off, and it's Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo, which had come out two years before that. (laughs) And I, when you, okay, when you're a kid, when you're like, I heard you like those engine turtles. So I got you those Nintendo tapes. I mean, to be fair to my my parents, I loved Jurassic Park. I was such a huge Jurassic Park fan at the time. You still do. I still do love Jurassic Park. Yeah, absolutely. And so they probably just saw Jurassic Park and they were like, it's a video game. And so they got it and they thought I would be, but I had to do the fake excitement thing. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, <laughs> when you're, when you're, I, I think I just turned 14. When you're 14, getting a new system means that your old system is dead. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter that it's <laughs> Super Nintendo, one of the greatest consoles of all time. It's, you know, speaking of Jurassic Park, don't even fucking dig up these you know mosquitoes no one needs to clone a fucking super nintendo like those in the past they're dead you know it's you just don't you want the new the new thing you want the nintendo 64 games and so and plus like i was pretty savvy about games and so i knew that the super nintendo jurassic park game wasn't very good um, especially compared to the genesis one which was supposed to be super awesome and so i was like Wow, Jurassic Park <laughs> in a video game. <laughs> Thanks. And I was like, you know, secretly pretty disappointed. Um, but I was like, that's fine. But of course, I'm doing the thing in my head where I'm like, all right, well, it's like 11 months to my birthday. So what can I do to like buy these games for myself? <laughs> and then my sister's handing out presents uh, and my parents do that. It's a little bit of a Christmas story type situation. My parents are like, Oh, hey, Santa, did you see that long box under the tree there? And there's just like this long, skinny, you know, present in the back of the tree. And my sister's like this one. And she pulls it out. And she's like, it says from Santa to Joey. And I was like, what the? And I can tell by the way that they were talking that it was like supposed to be like a special present. So I'm a little bit like, oh, what's this going to be? But I'm like, what the fuck could it be? It's a long, skinny box. Like, it's not... Uh, is not another video game console like well, you know so i tear it open and it's just like a repurposed white box and i fold it up and there's a bunch of video games inside and so it's a little bit like in the scene in pulp fiction where they open the briefcase and it's like gold <laughs> right. light coming out <laughs> except this was like something closer to like copper silvery light because the games we're not exactly we're not exactly gold quality so oh no (laughs) i know granted okay so there were two nintendo 64 games in there i was hoping for one yeah i was hoping for yeah you know wayne gretzky or shadows of empire empire i got cruising usa okay that's good and wave race 64 hey that that, those are two good ones wave race 64 is not that good <laughs> at Cruise the time, U- so USA is good. I was disappointed because, like, I I did like those are both racing games, and it's like I do like racing games. And after playing both of them, I did play the shit out of both of them because, like, Cruising USA, again for the time, was a new 3D racer. It looked so good at the time. Now, of course, it looks terrible, but like, <laughs> it looked so cool. Chicago was a level, which like growing up in Chicago, Chicago was like rarely featured in video games. So that was super exciting. You go, you start, I think in Indiana. No, I you, think like, you drive... start, I think you start in Chicago. Okay. Like you're coming into the city yeah. and then you go down, uh, is it Wacker? Lower yeah, Wacker? Yeah. 
uh, or a fictional version of Laura Wacker, you drive like under the city and you come out and then you're like dodging like the L, the elevated L um, platform, like the the poles and stuff. And then you immediately, it's cornfield, like right outside of that, <laughs> like de- apparently like DeKalb, Illinois, like cornfield <laughs> immediately. But it was so cool. Like birds would poop on your windshield, bugs would like splat on your windshield. So yeah, it was very fun like later on and Wave Race, that wa- the water physics in that. I mean again, early 3D games and the water physics were amazing. Like the way that your how you know, I was going to say hovercraft, the way that your jet <laughs> jet ski would like land against the waves and you could like you know, crest the waves and like get into like a rhythm coming down on the it was really amazing for the time. But they were also probably like the cheaper N64 games, as were the other three games in there, which were all Super Nintendo games. One of them was NFL football, just <laughs> NFL football. That oh, came like out the three years. I was going to say like it was it literally just had the NFL logo on it. That's, that was the <laughs> that was the game. It was just NFL. It just said NFL. But um, and then the other one was Super R-Type which had come out oh. five years prior in 1991. <laughs> These are like bargain bin games. And then illusion of Gaia, which was a, um, like a action RPG and B level at best. I did go on to play and beat that one. And I did end up really liking it, but it, it's not, you know, legend of Zelda or any of the other like prestige RPGs or action adventure games. Um, and so ultimately I, I was sitting there, I was, had sort of mixed feelings cause I was like, oh my God, video games, you know? And then the, <laughs> on the other hand, I was like literally none of the games that I wanted though, <laughs> but I did have a moment. I like carried the stack back to my room and I was again, a little bit disappointed cause I'm like, am I even going to play these? Am I going to play NFL football or like super R type or I'll try Jurassic park of course, but I don't think it's going to be any good. And I was like, I don't know, but like I had never gotten that many games for Christmas. And so it was a, a little bit of like there was some kind of magical feeling to having a stack of video games, regardless of the quality. And like I said, I did go end up I did end up going on to really like Cruising USA and Wave Race 64 and Illusion of Gaia. And I beat Jurassic Park. I forced myself to beat it because I was like, I'm such a big fan of Jurassic Park. I have to beat it. Otherwise, people will know. And they'll be like, "You're not a real fan. You didn't beat the <laughs> 1994 video game." Well, you should have never. Steven Spielberg will be like, "Oh, you should have. Yeah. I'm disgusted. You should have never played that <laughs> copy of uh, Super R Type because a, a new sealed copy. Someone's trying to sell it for three grand right now. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Yeah. I I kept trying to play that game, but it's a side-scrolling shooter, and they're just, uh, just it's fucking hard. To, yeah. It's yeah, uh, but it's highly rated. It's like one of the. It's got like a. Well, game rankings is low score, but like Google score metrics is like 97%. Uh, and that oh, NFL yeah. football was developed by Konami. Wow. It's oh. a Konami football game. Metal Gear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> NFL. Yeah, directed by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> you're running the football up the middle and you look down and you're holding a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was like, it was actually going to be like an actual, like you're holding the football, but it's actually a nuclear device. It's that kind of football. <laughs> you're holding a football, but it's Psycho Mantis. 
<laughs> You've been playing NFL football. What the hell? Hi, Paul. What about you? You're up. Yeah, well, I have um, another N64 story because, um, as you mentioned at the head of this, I Joey, I, I um, definitely fall into the camp of, like, growing up, I would never get consoles at launch. I would get them, like, years after they had been out, which I think was probably helped by the fact that I was growing up, I... I knew that my friends had like more advanced games than me, but like for whatever reason, it just never registered that it was weird. Cause it just felt like that was what they had. And like, this is what I had. And I didn't, I didn't always think of it as like, Oh shit. Like later I did. I was like, I'm so jealous. I want an Xbox right. 360 so bad, but like growing up, I was like, Oh, well they have like a PlayStation, but I, I have a super Nintendo and super Nintendos are, are great. And like when we're at my house, we play the super Nintendo. And when we're at their house, we play, you know, the PlayStation or whatever. But so you didn't have FOMO. You just had Mo. There was, yeah, no, yeah. there was no fear. You, you, you knew were you were missing out. out. <laughs> yeah, I was just missing out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, other people probably, until I started feeling bad for myself, they probably felt bad for me. And they're like, oh, <laughs> he thinks <laughs> this Madden NFL game from, you know, 1991 is as good as, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Ratchet and Clank or something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> I love I love Konami football. Yeah, I love NFL football. Yeah, what Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo guys? Come on, we can try to get past no, the first bad, one. If you want to talk about bad Batman games, Batman Forever is a bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, carrying on. Yeah, but um, no, I was always late to the party, but um, yeah, when we got the n64 it was a massive surprise and funnily enough it was i may be different in that i wasn't like specifically expecting it or like asking for it but my dad um actually was like he really kind of got me into games in part and like we used to game a lot early on and he uh surprised us with it and i think it was 1999 or 2000 but, um, yeah, we, we got it for Christmas and the very first game that I, I try, I played on it was, and this is why I was so excited you mentioned this in the last episode, but, um, Star Wars episode one pod racer yeah. and holy motherfucking shit. I remember we hooked it up in the living room, like right away, my entire family was there. It was like snowing. It was, it was beautiful. And like, um, my uh yeah like i i hooked it up and going from like again super nintendo to like in my mind the most advanced you know video game that would ever be made like we don't even drive cars anymore we drive these like floating you know hovercrafts with uh, these giant like jet turbines and that game fucking rules and i remember just being blown away by it and um and also, it was so funny, like, because uh, I played, like, the entire morning, but it wasn't, like, an isolating experience, like, because everyone's kind of like, oh, like, what's this? And, like, I remember my grandparents, and I had, like, 
very like my grandparents were like way older than other people's grandparents like when i was in eighth grade my grandpa was like 96 so like but but, 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 but what was really cool though is like he made such an effort to like get into things that i was into even though he was like i remember the great depression and now like we're watching (laughs) we're watching like dragon ball z movies at his house and he's like oh my god like what but yeah that is so amazing like he was around he that's night he's around almost at the turn of the century and like cars were barely a thing you know what i mean and you're like going like you said this like these pod racers and like and he sees you wasting your life (laughs) (laughs) he's like how old are you i was working i had three jobs (laughs) yeah i mean he could have been a character in like red dead redemption one and and now yeah like he's he's learning about like pokemon cards and like but and like again kudos to him because like i don't think he ever understood a lot of it but he like pretended a lot to be oh cool interesting you know like yeah but uh okay right right uh cool yeah anakin yeah (laughs) yeah but uh no i remember playing that and like just being blown away and having like a very like warm lovely like dickensian almost like kind of christmas around star wars episode one pod racer and because of that i think um to this day like like um winter christmas time is still like my favorite time to play games like i love playing next to like a window and seeing like snow falling outside and like it it makes me very excited um so yeah that that was that was a very big deal and and it was awesome too because I didn't have FOMO early on. So to me, it was like I got a brand new console that had like a shitload of games out at at that point that were like awesome. And like they were all available to me at once. And I was, yeah, we were, we were rental family, Hollywood video, rest in peace, sweet Hollywood (laughs) video um, was, was where we would go. And yeah, every week, like every Friday we would do like, we'd rent video games and like order a pizza and like get a couple of movies. And it was, it was awesome. And they also used to do this thing that I was really bad at when I was younger, but as I got older, I started to get much better at, which is like, it's also maybe why Hollywood video went out of business. Um, one of the reasons anyways, but like they had like a little whiteboard by the checkout um, counter and they would have like a random quote from a movie. And if you could guess which movie that quote came from, they would give you one of your rentals for free, um, which is very, very cool. Now you could tell too, this is before the age of like smartphones where people would be like, right. Yeah. yeah let me and just yeah, Google that. But yeah, uh, I, I loved it. And I, yeah, I loved coming to it to it late like that too for that reason so yes that 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 is that is one of my 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 fonder fonder christmas memories yeah there's there's that's like the downside of becoming an early adopter is like all right now what am i going to do with this after i beat the one game that i have for it like when i got the playstation i ended up getting that instead of a nintendo 64 because we couldn't get our hands on a nintendo 64 so i'm like i'm just going to spend the money and get a playstation and at that time it already been out for two years so i had a big plethora of games to choose from at that time so like i I feel like i made the better choice in my opinion because 64 was fun gary had one so i just played his 
So, um, yeah. My how dare game, you? my what? I said, how dare you? How dare, how dare, how dare I? How dare I play Gary's Nintendo sixty four instead of getting one? Um, I mean, yeah, I no, got I, one later on, but yeah, way after the fact. Yeah. So speaking of, so I love that memory, Paul, of like your family huddling around, and it made me remember bringing my consoles over to family's houses during holidays. Did you guys do that? Like, Ron, yeah. you said you would. Get, so. I'm curious about that because I my memory was that I would always we would always go over to my grandma and grandpa's house Christmas Eve as well and like a lot of my my whole dad's side would come over so all these aunts and uncles and cousins and everything and I remember always asking my parents like can I bring the fill in whatever console and they would be you know it's kind of hit or miss and sometimes they'd be like sure and I'd bring it and I'd be so excited and I'd go and be like grandma can I hook up my and she's like I don't know whatever okay and so I'd hook it up and I'm like waiting for someone i wanted people to be doing what you were talking paul where people were like oh what's this this is oh look at this it's so interesting no one gave a crap so then i'm like oh, i'm just sitting here like no. playing the game that i could be playing at home and then i seem antisocial. but i'm like i wanted people to come and like play and like occasionally like an, a, a little tipsy aunt or uncle would like stumble in and not stumble in that sounds bad but like wander <laughs> in and be like oh what is this and i'd be like oh this is jurassic park it's well not really it was an actual good game um and they would but they were doing it just to be polite so they'd be like oh okay right. i made an effort oh, no. <laughs> yeah back to the eggnog oh, no. um uh, yeah I used, but yeah what about you guys i used to take my consoles to like my grandparents house and stuff like that and uh we used to gather around with the the wrestling games with the creative character and i would make members of my family because my oh, my, my grandpa God. my grandpa loved wrestling so like i ended up making them all characters in the wrestling game and had them all beat the shit out of each other. But I would make my grandpa like, <laughs> I would give my grandpa full stats and give everybody else like lower stats. So they would definitely lose to him and all that stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I, I thinking thinking Christmas though, um, well we got the Wii and we played the mm. shit out of fucking Wii sports with my parents yeah. like for hours on end after getting that. That's definitely we. Yeah, we, 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 we. we. No, that's so. What's what's wrong with us? So we waited. (laughs) That's a whole story that I wanted to do like a podcast episode at some point of just our stories of like waiting for consoles outside. But we waited outside and we got we's. And I remember your parents were were like many people, like why, like why, why would you do that? Like they weren't critical, but I think they were like genuinely a little confused like why would you wait for hours for like 12 hours out in the sleet and freezing rain for a video game console is it that interesting fast forward like two weeks and i come over and the wii is not in ron's room anymore it's in their living room and like the tables moved out of the way because his mom is addicted to wii sports (laughs) my both my parents my both my parents were like they but didn't your mom get tennis elbow from Wii Bowling. Yeah, I think she did. Or yeah, ten- or she, she, get, yeah she got like, like the, she got like the tendonitis from from the Wii Bowling. Yeah, uh, the Wii Bowling was and really. Your grandma played too, didn't yep. she? A lot yeah. of my family did. Like they would come in. Like they came in for my my aunt and uncle came in for Christmas, and like Danny played bowling, and like he played the golf game too. Like he was an avid golfer, yeah. and uh, yeah, my aunt and uncle came over, and uh, my uh, uncle was an avid golfer, and he uh, he felt that it was 
pretty realistic for being a video game like to be able to control like golf like he was actually pretty good at it like out the gate so that was pretty pretty surprising but um yeah like that game like definitely like my family played the shit out of fucking Wii Sports surprisingly I mean the physics on that were so interestingly realistic like bowling you know what I mean like you could getting getting a spare in that game was just like you would get a spare which is you know a lot of bowling games are like that but it felt thrilling of course rolling the ball didn't feel realistic but like once you let go everything else was like is like very similar to the a real bowling experience with like you know again putting the spin on the ball and all that stuff and like you got to hit it in the right spot yeah like i've I've definitely picked up a 710 split in that game Mm -hmm. i've I don't think I've ever done that in real life, though. Same. I may have done, I may have done it one time, but I've definitely done it in the game. Like, if I did it in real life, it was times. an accident. Yeah, it wasn't like I yeah. was. <laughs> but in the game, it was all skill. But all as skill. we all know, <laughs> Nintendo doesn't spend a lot of time on their games. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Paul, did you ever? So this is you already shared one memory of like your family gathering around. Did you ever bring your consoles anywhere for Christmas or anything? Not for Christmas, only because our house was, like, usually the Christmas destination. Gotcha. But it did, <laughs> I will say, as I got older, um, it did kind of change from, like, everyone, you know, like, because we only had one TV, you know, at one point. So, like, well, actually, that's not true. We had, like, a TV that you could, like, plug technology from before 1905 into in the living room and then downstairs we had like an old i don't know (laughs) archaeologists are still dating it but like this old (laughs) um like kind of like wood panel box tv that like you couldn't yeah Mm -hmm. you you couldn't really hook anything up to um it had it had an rf adapter and maybe the two little uh two little screws in the back for the if it didn't have oh, the yeah. actual RF, where you, like, can I put the and where you, screws? Where you, yeah, yep, where you'd plug. Shit. That's how you'd plug an Atari up to it. If it yeah. didn't have the RF connection built in, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, and, and so I couldn't game on that. So, like, I think part of the reason why it was a family affair early on was there was only one place to do it. But then, like, <laughs> as I got, I got older. Um, we. I, you know, I had a TV like that I could play like upstairs in the guest room. And then, yeah, that, that started to be where I would like, you know, I would, I would enjoy Christmas and like see everybody. But the second that like everybody left, I would be like, You'd be like, <laughs> fuck all you, I'm playing my games. <laughs> right, right. Dead or alive, right. extreme beach volleyball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sure, Polly, you want us to come up and play video games? We No, no good. No, no, it's good. You and I, I only have one me. controller. <laughs> we could just come up and watch. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> Oh no, something's wrong with the door. Yeah, the door's (laughs) jammed. Uh, Don't worry. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) I, 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 no, but I, uh, yeah, I I would spend um, a lot of like Christmas sort of nights and like, like that, that period between Christmas and New Year's where I would still have off from school. Um, I would just kind of be sequestered in this little, like it felt like like a tower or something, and I would just be. Because also the other thing too is um the guest room in our house was connected to the attic that wasn't really insulated at all. Mm. So I have all these memories of getting new games. Like I remember when um I got a 
an Xbox 360 once again, like late. And what pained me too is I wasn't, I didn't have one when Oblivion came out, and I wanted to play Oblivion right when it released more than anything it's anything in the world. But I got it like years later, or like however long later. And when the first Assassin's Creed came out was also when I got my console, which is why. I wish I had it with me. I have the like peeled, like on Christmas it came and it also had like the peeled like faceplate stuff where oh, like you can yeah. put it on the yeah. panels and then you can swap out the, the front panel. Um, and I thought that was so cool. But yeah, I have a memory of playing the first Assassin's Creed game upstairs covered in like eight blankets because it was like five <laughs> degrees and my hands were like freezing, but I was like, this is the single greatest game ever made. You know, and I, 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 I was so happy and, and probably did some permanent nerve damage to my, my hands, you know, over, over the years, but worth it. Yes. No, that, it, that was. That- that just reminds me of Joey and I going to Hollywood video in my dad's truck that didn't have a heater and it was like pretty close to the sub-zero temperatures in Illinois and uh, we hopped in the car and we just cranked up the radio and we just started screaming along to Crocodile Rock to just keep ourselves like occupied uh, because it was so fucking cold in that trip. <laughs> yeah, because we would like. What did we go there for? I don't remember. But when we, when you were, when we were like teenagers, I, I, like any excuse to go out, we would try to find it. And so I remember being in your room, and we were like, "Oh, we had this like whim," and we we would have this often with games where we would think of a game and be like, "Oh, I want to play that," and we'd be like, "Let's go rent it." And so, like you said, it was like, it was probably literally like single digits, like super, super cold. And we knew that your dad's truck didn't have heat. And so we had, we were like, should we go? But like when you're a teenager, nothing can stop you. So we're like, let's go. We'll just like, we'll like stomp. So we were like stomping for some reason, stomping on the, on the floor was like <laughs> a big part of it. And getting then, blood flow, getting blood getting, circulation. Right. Yeah. And then you were, were like, let's sing along, like put something on. And you just, I don't remember why, but Crocodile Rock was on. Because it, it was on the drive. Yeah. No, yeah, it was, just, this was before, I'm, I was going to say MP3s, but before like, you know, iPods or anything. So it was on the radio or something or like maybe yeah, it was on the radio. Discman. No, um, it was on the radio because I think it had a tape player and the tape player didn't work. And, so. and, and when Ron says like screaming it, like blowing our voices out, screaming it like so <laughs> fucking loud and stomping our feet. Um, but it worked because we were so distracted by how much pain we were in with our throats. It was like, ah, la, 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 la. But, um, but yeah, another thing you mentioned the wrestling thing, Ron, and I was going to ask if there were any N64 games you guys play with your family, speaking of like four player games. And it, it dawned on me that um goldeneye originally they had plans to allow you to take a picture with your game boy camera of your face and then import it using some kind of attachment on the back of the controller and put your face in the game on a character and then they scrapped that because of the licensing thing and they were like we're going to do it in perfect dark and in perfect dark you were supposed to be able to map your face onto one of the characters and i think pretty quickly they were like wait so we're giving this game to kids and kids are going to be running around killing each other so they scrapped that idea um and to this day i'm like how many shooters are out there where you can like you can make your character yes but like map your literal face onto the character i don't i can't think of it i don't think there's any like that unless you're like you know modding like you know quake or something like that well quake i'm dating myself there uh unless you're modding you know like 
games like that or something like that. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing that I can think of where you can do that in game. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the sports games or like I think a couple of the Tony Hawk games. Like, yeah, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk's Thug, Tony Hawk uh, Underground. Yeah. The first, the the first one for sure let you do it because I definitely mapped my face onto that. Uh, I don't remember if two did it or not, uh, but I do remember like a bunch of EA games at the time, like sports games allowed you to do the photo mapping where you. You took a picture of the front of your face and then the side of your face and then the other side of your face and you upload all those images and then you log into your account on the system and then you're able to download it and didn't always work right because you didn't upload it in the right format or it wasn't in the right spot and your face just ended up looking like a jumbled mess because the (laughs) eyeballs didn't match up or facial hair looked like shit in those games if you had any sort of facial hair. Um, Yeah, those, those, those are bad times. Um, I do have a bait and switch memory uh, from uh, Christmas's past. Um, I wanted um, Street Fighter 2. It had just come out on home consoles, which was, I believe, I, I, I double-checked it here, uh, 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted Street Fighter, like bad. Me and my brother both wanted it. Um, but I asked for it for Christmas, and like it was the same thing. Like We're going through all the presents, and it's down to the last one and like I opened it up and like one of my, one of the things like my, my grandma would always do is like, you know, socks. Like you always get socks for Christmas because you never buy socks yourself. And as you get older, you realize like, man, I wish someone would just give me some good socks. Um, (laughs) Socks are expensive. I don't know if you know that. Like good socks are really fucking expensive. I had um, that thought with the, with that and underwear because I go to buy and I'm like might as well just buy enough fucking underwear. Expensive too. And yeah, I'm like, for so how many fucking pairs? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. And then they always change it, and it's mm-hmm. always different, and it's just like oh, I I gotta find new underwear again. Yeah. Anyway, that's a side tangent. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll do an underwear cast later. Haynes, if um, you're listening, you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't buy Haynes anymore. I buy Fruit of the Loom. No, actually, no, I probably, yeah, I buy Fruit of the Loom now. No. Um. They're a sponsor so, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or soon to be. Email us at Uh Underwear money. Um, so, yeah, I get, I get to the last one and I'm like, I, it's it's the box like that the, you know, the socks would normally come in. I'm like, okay, open it up. Oh, yeah, socks. And then like I open it up and I look underneath it and there's Street Fighter 2. Like my grandma pulled a oh. fast Whoa. one on me and put... Street Fighter underneath the socks. So I got socks and Street Fighter 2. And then you opened the box and it was socks. <laughs> no, it was, it, was still, it was still sealed. It was still shrink wrapped. She, okay. She's not that clever. Um, so yeah, I got my socks and I got my Street Fighter 2. That's awesome. That was, Street Fighter 2 was so huge at the time. It must have been, I remember being excited, but I don't remember when I got it. It wasn't for Christmas, but it was it was very exciting to be able to play that at home. You didn't have to go to the arcade. That was because it played it played pretty close. It's still it was it's excellent. Still like one of the best, better ports of an arcade game, yeah. like a more accurate port at least. Um, my mom used to play that with me a lot too. Really, she really good at it. Yeah. Who was her? She used character? to play. She would usually be Ken. Hmm. So. Uh, we played that. We played the Clay Fighter game a lot. Yeah, oh, we played a lot Lord. of Mario Kart until she got until uh started getting motion sick. So, Clay Fighter, Clay. I just learned recently, and I can't remember the details, so this is gonna sound dumb. But like, there was Clay Fighter, and then Clay Fighter Two, I think, where Clay Fighters, 
Yeah. And then Clay Fighters, 63 and a third. Yeah, 63 and a third. That was a 64 one. That was exclusive to something like block. There was, I think there, no, there was a Blockbuster exclusive version. I believe. I don't think it was exclusive to Blockbuster. Okay, or maybe it was. I thought it was, but I, I like I said, I can't remember the details. But I was just so blown away by that because I remember playing it and being like, "This is not very different from the other sixty-three or sixty-third no. or whatever." It, it there's it what they call it. It's called the uh sculptor's cut okay is an updated version available uh due to not receiving wide distribution sculptor's cut is one of the most one of the rarest and most valuable nintendo 64 games of course that a snowman is one of the bad of the mr frosty yeah earthworm jim um, was in that one Oh shit! Are you serious? In yeah. clay fighters? Yeah, he was, he was in clay fighter sixty-three and a third. He might That's have only cool. been. Uh, oh yeah, he Dan Castanell was the voice of him. Hmm. Uh, I forgot he was the voice of him in the cartoon. I'm trying to see what's different about the sculptor's cut versus the regular version. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, like I said, special, I, I was released blockbuster video rental. Although the version could only be rented, not purchased. Did get customers opportunity to win the uh, new contains new storylines, easier menu navigation, <laughs> and further adjustments to the combat system and, uh, and new introduction sequences with vocal lyrics and other minor minor changes. Hmm. A fifth character removed from Clay Fire Six and Third. Oh, I well, see. So they originally had so many characters and they removed they cut them based on different ones. But one of the ones that did not return was Hobo Cop, a homeless vigilante that consumes alcohol. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> ah, um, uh, yeah, Paul. Any other fun Christmas stories? Um, I'm trying to think. I do remember. I can't remember what year it was, but uh, I don't know why this has stuck in my memory too. But I remember playing on pc and there was this toy story 2 buzz lightyear game that came out i wrote it down so i wouldn't forget buzz lightyear to the rescue and i remember it both being um incredibly mind-blowing because they recreated like a bunch of the uh the sets from the the toy story franchise like andy's room and stuff and like i was blown away by like oh my god it's like to scale this regular room for humans is gigantic and i'm so small but uh it was also like it was one of those things where like i think a lot of games i was i was exposed to really young made me think that I just like blew ass at video games because I was super confused and like there wasn't a clear tutorial or like suggestion of like where to go or what to do. And that game, I remember just wandering around this empty house filled with enemies, not knowing what was going on or what I was supposed to be doing. And it didn't have like any of the, like the story or, or really a bunch of the other characters from toy story in it. Maybe it did later on. I don't know. But um, yeah, I remember being sort of just very confused and like, also really committed to beating it, but not like, I don't know. It's so weird. I was just, yeah, I would just stare out into the, <laughs> the, the cold winter night while playing that game. <laughs> Is this like one I, that you would force yourself to play while you're freezing? 
Sub-zero temperatures. No, this one, <laughs> this one I played in front of my family on the computer in the living room so they could all look at my shame while I was... <laughs> and occasionally people would be over and go, oh, like, what are you playing? Like, let me watch for a little bit. <laughs> and then I would just be, like, in the corner of a room trying to shoot something with, like, my little wrist laser to, like, initiate a puzzle <laughs> and it didn't work. And then they would just be like, oh... Okay, I guess if you think this is fun, and then would slowly <laughs> walk away. <laughs> the condescension. <laughs> yeah, like they wouldn't say that verbally, but like the tone was like, "Oh, well, all right." I was expecting more from something that you're devoting so much of your time to. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm looking at this game because I don't remember what it looked like, but now I see it. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Um, but this one site calls it uh, Toy Story Two, one of the best film to game adaptations wow apparently it's a good game i don't know Uh it doesn't it doesn't look like it uh (laughs) (laughs) news to me well and to and maybe it is because like i don't know i played i think i mentioned this in like an earlier um episode but like a lot of the super nintendo games i would play which is we would usually get like sometimes um, like a grocery store that we would we, we would go to would would be selling a bunch of the ones that they used to rent. But like mm-hmm. as new consoles would come in, they'd be like, we got to get rid of these Super Nintendo games. And because for me, I was synced up with like really the long after the Super Nintendo life cycle had sort of come to an end. I was like, sweet, like these are all for me. But because of that, I would get a lot of really bad confusing side-scrolling you know platformers or brawlers that um i would never like they were i think they were just they i don't know if they were like their ears badly designed or they were built with like kind of like an arcade mentality of like oh if you get past the first level that's incredible but like you're not going to because we want your quarters that you're not putting into your super nintendo console (laughs) and so i just yeah, I, I think it could be a great game, but, like, I think from playing all those other games where, like, failure was just, like, the only, you know, the, the only conclusion to any anything I attempted to play, I was just, like, I didn't question it. I was like, oh, well, this is what they're supposed to be like. This is what video games are. <laughs> yeah, I always hated games that, like, came from arcade that, like, NBA Jam is one of those games where, like, they put that rubber banding AI in and, like, made it relentless cheaters yeah it was just it i mean i get it like you're supposed to have like the thrill of like you know coming down to the buzzer but like sometimes that game is like as soon as you get down like six points like it's really hard to come back Mm -hmm. like and it just seems like it's just a never-ending onslaught of like them scoring and stealing the ball from you and being super fucking cheap um hate nba jam i love it but i hate it uh, i rather i rather play it with other people than play against the computer um i was thinking about bison the other day and how in just insane how, how fucking hard he was because probably of arcades but like you said i understand he's the last boss so he's supposed to be super tough but he was just f- sometimes impossible well, yeah, that, that's the thing is like you could get up to him easy like you can you can max out and play it on the hardest difficulty and get up to him. Like, yeah, you'd struggle against like Vega a little bit here and there or uh Sagat. Yeah. But like you were able to beat him. Bison was just like no charge fucking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, torpedoes and shit. And like, well, how are you supposed to combat that? Like yeah. sliding around. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. 
Fuck that guy. <laughs> Glad he's dead. Yeah. Raul That's Julia. mean. You were talking about Raul Julia. Yeah. <laughs> I love Raul Julia. I'm joking. I love him in that. He's amazing in that movie. He's so I, good. I can't wait for us to do the, the review of that movie. That's, Which should be soon, right? Because Paul was yeah. just talking about doing another movie episode. So I know that we want to do like a, you know, upcoming games, 2020 games that we're excited for episode. And I think one of the next ones within the next couple of weeks will also be a movie one. Is Street Fighter 2 the one we want to do? Are we Paul, talked you about doing... You mean Street Fighter the movie? Street Sorry, Fighter yes. the movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> the most American guy of all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, um, we had talked about doing the uh, first two Mortal Kombat movies, oh, which right, I'm, yeah. I'm very, I really want to do at some point. But I've, I would... I've never seen them. So. <gasps> yes! Okay, I, I think... Okay, I think Street Fighter the movie definitely needs to be in the mix, but I think especially, Ron, if you haven't seen the first two... Joey, have you seen them? I've seen the first one. I don't think I've seen the second. <sighs> yeah, okay. They are... They are... They're they're so great, and the second one in particular is that's gonna be so much fun to talk about. I, <laughs> I'm I'm so excited. All right, well, those will definitely be coming up. Um, any other memories? I I have smaller ones. I don't have any other big ones like that. Um, like I'll the other one I shared. Well, one of them is related to Jurassic Park. So, as I mentioned, I was super in love with Jurassic Park, and the year before I got my N64, 1995. Um, my parents got me The Lost World, the hardcover sequel to Jurassic Park um, by Michael Crichton. And I was so excited for that. I slept with it. I slept with a book. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That was pretty nerdy. I don't know what I was trying to think. Um, I got the first Xbox for Christmas, but it was not, it was, it was a, not a, it was not a great time in my life. Um, not did not get it from a great person. So don't have Aww. a great story about that one, but to almost sort of make up for it, I gave myself the Xbox series X for Christmas last year. <laughs> so <laughs> I had saved up money to make sure I could get a PlayStation five. And I just so happened to have enough to get a series X. And so when, when they, when those came out, I missed the pre-orders for it. But then when it launched on launch day, I was like i'm just gonna try it seems impossible and so if i get one i'll go for it and if i don't then no big deal because i got a playstation 5 and i got one and so i was like oh shit i was like well well i have this like new tradition because i've spent the last few christmases alone don't cry for me argentina i understand um and so i started my own like tradition with my cat this is getting really pathetic but (laughs) i like anything i buy starting in september I wrap for myself and put it under the tree. So then I have all these presents. Yeah, it's this whole thing. And so like I have a lot of like video games and movies like on Black Friday. I have this whole big plan of attack. I have all the periodicals and everything. And I get as many movies and games as I can that I've been looking at for months that I haven't been able to afford. I can get them for like four dollars or seven dollars or whatever. Um, And so it's super exciting. And then I just wrap them and I have all these things to open for Christmas. And it is really cool. So I was like. I have the PS5. Why don't I just wrap the Series X? So that was like the first time that I could remember getting a console for Christmas. Because again, I would always get it for my birthday. Um, And it was so exciting just to see this big box with like a big bow under it, uh, on it, under the tree. um, And then getting it and opening it. And being like, I wonder what that is. Oh, man. (laughs) 
Socks. Um, I should have. I should have punked myself. (laughs) (laughs) You're like heating Uh, shrink wrap onto a thing to make it look like you hadn't opened it and put socks inside the (laughs) the box. (laughs) So Joey, knowing that you do this, uh, how many duplicates of gifts have you bought yourself? Not too many, but funnily enough, let's throw Tab in here. So Tab isn't couldn't couldn't join us today. They're in Michigan seeing family. Um, but on their way up to Michigan, they stopped by, they stayed in a hotel nearby. So I went, we had dinner and we exchanged gifts. And so they, you know, I exchange gifts and they hand me mine and it's like a, a kind of a larger rectangular thing. And then a very game shaped, smaller rectangular thing. And I was a little bit like, did they get me a game? And I was like, oh no, what if it's Hitman 3? Because I just bought that for myself <laughs> and wrapped it and put it under the tree. And I open it and it's Hitman 3. And I'm like, oh, man. So I have two copies of Hitman 3 now. But it's because they mentioned it when it was on sale for Black Friday. It was like half off. And they were like, mm-hmm. now's your chance to get Hitman 3. And I was like, eh, I'll think about it. And then we recorded the podcast, the Game of the Year podcast, and they really talked it up. They were like, it's so amazing. And Ron, you were jumping in. You're like, yeah, they're really fun. And so I was like, all right, if I see it again. And like we mentioned, the Black Friday sales sucked in part because they weren't real true limited Black Friday sales. They're just like the normal sales. So I just happened to see it for half off still. And so I was like, damn, well, you know what? They really talked it up. I'll just do it. So I bought it and... They thought the same thing. They were like, well, he said he hasn't bought it. So, so now I have two copies of Hitman 3. But, um, I do also have two copies of The Inpatient for PlayStation VR um, because of that whole thing. I've had two copies of movies of two, hey, you, two different You gave me a copy of Deadpool on Blu-ray. Of Deadpool, that's right, yeah. So it happens occasionally. Not, <laughs> not a fun quirk of these things, but, you know. <laughs> Because I guess I should say I mean, the reason... at least you genuinely forget like some of the stuff that you buy yourself. Yeah, I was going to say the reason that it happens is because this is getting way too much about this this tradition that I have now. But like <laughs> when I buy the stuff, if I get it in the mail, I leave it in the box and I just put it in my closet and I don't look at it. Uh, if I get it for like Black Friday, I like pick it up at the store, but I don't look at it. I just put it in the bag and I go home and put it in my closet. So I don't look at it. And then when I'm wrapping it, I'm wrapping them. I don't look at them. I know that sounds impossible. I just use my hands to feel like, okay, you know, here's about halfway point, tape it, put the other half. And then I, I wrap them without looking at them too. So I'm trying to give myself that real authentic feeling of like, I don't know what's under the tree. And I would say I do forget about half of what's under there. Sometimes I'm so excited for something that I can't, you know, like last year I gave myself the Persona dancing collections, Persona 3, 4, and 5, um, and I was super excited about those. So, of course, I opened those and I was like, oh, wow, you know what I mean? I had to, had to fake being excited to myself. Um, I, did, I had no clue. But, uh, Thanks, but me. There are other things I open and I'm like, oh, f- I totally fucking forgot I bought this and it's super exciting. So. Yeah, that's my new my new tradition. But this oh. year, my family kind of ruined it because they were like, let's spend Christmas at your house. And I'm like, well, I can't have like my nieces and nephews coming over. And I'm like, here's the one present I bought you. Now let me open the 32 <laughs> I bought for myself. <laughs> On the 48th day of Christmas, <laughs> Joey gave himself. <laughs> that's why no, you just need to... Sure. Just Copy need to hide them all three. upstairs, <laughs> or just give them some, them. or just give them some Nyquil and just be like, make them pass out early, and then 
Yeah, you can still open them up. <laughs> the weirdest solution. <laughs> you can hide them. You can open them on Christmas Eve. No, 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 no. Drug them. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, you, you don't do that? Engage in <laughs> abuse and neglect <laughs> to then spoil yourself. Um, I no. think... If, <laughs> I was going to say, Joey, I think if you, you, you did that, you'd be visited by three... Christmas video game ghosts. <laughs> video game police. I was gonna say one of them was gonna be Agent Forty Seven. Like, yeah. good job using the. the <laughs> <laughs> um, no, luckily this year I don't have a lot of money for stuff, so it's not as overflow. Like last year was like overflowing, and it's all stuff for me and and Bella, my cat, because I buy her stuff too. Um, this year I don't have as much, so there's not as much, so it doesn't look as bad. But I'm gonna open them Christmas Eve and just leave like a few, you know, just so that I have you know something to open. Not that they didn't buy me; they bought me stuff too. But, but anyways, so enough about my weird, <laughs> lonely traditions. Um, I think so. I got the only I got one more that was somewhat of a tradition that I did, but I used to for a, a period of time I used to play the Twisted Metal games on Christmas Eve. Oh. Because hmm. the storyline in those games, they take place on Christmas Eve every year. Oh, oh the first, really? the first, yeah, the first twist of metal was like Christmas Eve twenty oh five. Uh so I I remember playing that like Christmas Eve twenty oh five one year. And I'm like, this was what the future was supposed to be like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, didn't turn out that way. But yeah, I used to I used to play those on Christmas. Eve. I should probably do, I should probably do that again. Did you yeah. have dreams of Sweet Tooth coming down the chimney to bring you all of your, <laughs> your presents? I bet there was a PlayStation advertisement that depicted that event, that very thing, because that's what magazines were like. Sweet Tooth coming down the, leaving. Yep. Hmm. I'm trying I can to imagine think. like a nine I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. At that era of PlayStation advertising, there was probably something along those lines. Yeah, because that's when they did those oh. weird old people with the greatest hits uh ads you know what else we they, should include hmm. in the show is the i this we will this is what we'll end on unless anyone else has any other stories oh, you want to share I, I have i have one more okay um which is to just say and this came to mind while we were talking but as much as i laughed at the n64 boy in that video early on i realized i may have and 64 boyed my sister out of our PlayStation 2 when we got it for Christmas. <laughs> Just in that, we were both so excited. PlayStation 2! Yeah, PlayStation 2! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, I, we each got... Um, so it came with Sly Cooper, which I ended up loving, but we each got a game for it. I got Kingdom Hearts. And my sister oh, Emily, hi, hi Emily, if you're listening. Well, I I loved it. I was like Disney <laughs> plus Final Fantasy. You fucking kidding me? That's this amazing, is un- yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So like, I was super excited, and uh, yeah, we we went um, to play, and we were supposed to take turns like every hour, but like. I did not want to relinquish control. And when I did, like the first time I was watching Emily play and she was like kind of into it, but like her Scooby-Doo game was not as cool as my game. (laughs) And I could just tell that she wasn't appreciating it as much. So like eventually I just like subtly started 
playing it for longer than I was supposed to and not and being like, oh, I will change in just a second. And I feel really bad about that now. So, Emily, if you were listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> I'm getting you a PS2 <laughs> this year. With your Scooby-Doo game so you can finally <laughs> finally play it all you want. That, yeah. did you, is she older or younger? No, we're twins. Oh, God, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. So you can't even, well, well, who was born first then, though? Technically me. So so see, you can pull the well, I'm the older I'm the older brother, so I used to do that to my neighbor. <laughs> I was such an asshole. He was a year <laughs> younger than me, and so when we would play things like Batman and Robin, of course I had to be bat I'm older. Like how can Robin can't be older than Batman? And I, I feel so bad about that. He turned out to be an asshole, so I guess I don't feel too bad, but um <laughs> hi, Robin. Right, how we end how how we ended this. So I think I might have brought this up on the podcast before, but Sony had this viral marketing campaign before viral <laughs> marketing campaigns for Christmas. So it was when the PlayStation Portable came out, the PSP, and it's like early in like the YouTube era, and Sony's really trying to take advantage of this new type of internet, this new type of like social media, and like people getting the words out and stuff. And so they hired this firm to make videos that were supposed to be them just hyping up the PSP and they're so excited. But when people saw them, it was so obviously a ploy and like a, vi again, a viral marketing complaint that was supposed to be like secret um, because the way that, so this, there were two videos. I don't remember what the second one was, but the first one, the more infamous one was this dude who was probably like in his mid twenties, maybe late twenties um, rapping about the PSP. And it's like a music video inside of his like big empty studio apartment, but like not, it's not a studio apartment. It's like a studio. It's like a studio space. And he's like got these little props of like a PSP frame and he's like doing weird little motions into the camera. And it's like, and the lyrics are things like, um, ask my mom to buy me one. It's like, well, it's like, uh, PSP, PSP, all I want for Christmas is a PSP. Uh, when I'm playing, when I'm walking down the street. I should have looked up the lyric. I don't. I don't know why I remember this much, um, but then he's like something like, um, "Can't wait to get one for Christmas. Tell my mom to buy me one for Shizzy PSP." So it's like, <laughs> why? Like you're 27. Why are you telling your mom to buy you a PSP? <laughs> so people were like, "This is kind of weird. This doesn't seem genuine." So people started digging. And they found, like, I don't remember what it was. It was like something like a, a trail, like a paper trail of payments from Sony to this firm that this guy and his girlfriend or wife or someone ran. Um, and then they found, like, the paperwork that said, you know, that they had, like, hired them to make these videos. And so Sony got busted because at first Sony was like, no, what are you talking about? This is, young man is obviously just excited for his PlayStation Portable. Um, <laughs> they got they got Rockstar hot coffeeed. Yeah. Like, oh, those are the hackers. Yeah. They did it. Uh, that video has been scrubbed from YouTube. No, I just watched it not too long ago. I mean, I'm, all the all the ones that I'm, like, looking for right now that yeah. are linked to, like, news articles, I'm sure if I look for it on YouTube, I could probably find it. Yeah. But. I have to see if, if I... I don't know if we'll get in trouble for using clips from those, but... Um, I love that. I always think about that story when I think of, like, viral marketing or Christmas and stuff, but... um. But yeah, well, thank you everyone for joining us for this special holiday episode. Um, 
we'd love to hear i always say this i feel so desperate for like emails like we'd love to hear your holiday stories if you have them please email us um but you can you can email us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com if you want to share some fun or sad christmas stories or holiday stories um you can find us on social media i'm at losperman on twitter ron is at big bad ron and he's at not big bad ron uh, on instagram not at he's just not big bad ron um, you can find his beautiful cat handsome boy frank on instagram as well and you have a new kitty named elmer right yes is elmer gonna get a an instagram elmer's gonna share frank's because oh. i don't want to go through the effort of making another instagram account so <laughs> handsome boys elmer and frank. No, it's, it's just gonna stay handsome boy frank yeah. and then elmer will be in the in the yeah. title there I'm sorry. I'm watching this video right now. It's so bad. It's so bad, right? It's it's not it's not it's not Nintendo glove bad. It's just bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put links to both of them in the show notes. I don't know if I can get away with playing the clips or not, but um, but I'll put links into them in the show notes. So feel free to check them out, and that could be your Christmas playlist. Just watch those two videos back to back all through the season. And while um, you're watching those two videos, um. <laughs> Do you know if you're you're looking for some some stockings to stuff this year? A uh, crisp, delicious new copy of Thronebreaker would would suit you <laughs> mighty fine. So pick one up, um, share it with your loved ones, email us about it, um, and then uh, yeah, also um, join Joey for Christmas <laughs> in future years and convince him to play it and fill his heart with Christmas cheer. <laughs> He'll, get that, he'll, he'll start playing that as soon as he's done playing Mist. If we get a sponsor for anything, it's got it's got to be Thronebreaker. <laughs> um, but I, I love that because, like we said before, like you're not on social media, so uh, just trying to spread the word about a game that you love, you know. Yeah, and it's relatively I, inexpensive and you know pretty easy to play. So yeah, and you can take it on the go. It's on the Switch. If you're yeah. hey, if you're visiting family and friends this holiday season, you can play it on a plane, which is pretty great. Don't fly it though because of Omicron and it could be dangerous. <laughs> yes. So play it play it in a car with your vaccinated loved ones. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us everyone. Have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas and we will talk to you next week. Merry Christmas, bye. Happy holidays, bye. This video's bad. (laughs) I love the big screen. So fresh and so clean. It's all in my dreams. It makes me wanna scream. PSP, 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 PSP. Game so crazy, they totally amaze me. Gotta ask my mom for one. For Shizzy, PSP, PSP, PSP. All I want for Christmas is my PSP. Wanna play when I'm walking down the street. All I want for Christmas is my PSP. Come on, mom and dad, get one for me. PSP, PSP, PSP.